Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 3. Thank you for joining us once again for this our AE Index Podcast. This time around, we'll be looking at 2016. The year in artist editions. To begin with, we normally discuss shipping changes and solicitations at the, at the top of the podcast, but we can begin with that December had no solicitations. The new uh, previews came out online and uh, in stores at the end of the month, and there were no artist editions solicited. First time I can remember in quite a few years. Since 2014, I believe, maybe mid-2013, that IDW didn't solicit an artist edition. And uh, the other publishers have a slower pace. Uh, Graffiti has a, does a you know, two- to three-year. Um, Dynamite had a more of a schedule, but they seem to be one a year, and we're still waiting for Fantagraphics with theirs. So it's a slow time but on the flip side of that we had six artist editions that were solicited to ship in 2016 that didn't um, I discussed this in my post January 2017 previews in the current state of the market I don't want to rehash the whole thing we can certainly get into it a bit um, there's a lot of solicitations I mean IDW soliciting one a month and then Normally advanced solicited to uh, three or four months ahead of time. While they prepare, while it's printed, while it's shipped from China, while it's shipped to Diamond, while Diamond ships to distributors, that all takes time. And unfortunately, that schedule seems to fall more and more behind. Let me get to the state where there's quite a backlog, and that's where we are now. I think this is the most backlog we've seen in a long time. And it's uh, it can be weighing because the artist edition style book is something that a very small percentage of people collect all of. I know I get them all, and that's in a service to myself and to Comic Book Daily and the Artist Edition Index. But for most people, they are waiting for a volume that speaks to them. They're going to hit up their favorite artists from a time and a place and get that edition. So possibly they're getting two or three a year. And I mean, these are expensive books, $100, $150, $200 now. And you want to be careful with your money. And that really leads us back to the whole point of the AE Index. When this started, I was just uh, flipping back through old articles on uh, Comic Book Daily. And this started in 2010. We had a solicitation for the Rocketeer artist edition from uh, Dave Stevens and it was initially going to be an exclusive through IDW we either picked it up at San Diego or you ordered from their website and then they did capitulate and release it through Diamond actually I had the I had my order in with uh, IDW and the shipping to Canada was kind of painful but uh, this was a unique book I really wanted to get my order in I did it and then uh, once those Diamond solicitations hit I canceled my order with them and put it through my local comic shop and it's been rolling like that ever since. But 
even with that first book. You know, I don't understand why publishers are, are reticent to provide interior uh, look. Um, we're six years on, and just, I'd say, the last three months we've been seeing from Scott Dunbeer uh, posts on Facebook where he's looking at the advanced copy from the printer and he's showing us some examples in there. But, uh, and a few previews, well, 13th Dimension seems to have uh, an in with IDW and they seem to be putting a lot of previews up. And I understand the flip side of that argument that says, you know, a preview of what? It's original art pages. Sorry. When the Kitchen Sink books preview for the Sin City, Sin City came out, and I was looking at the smaller images on a large page, smaller image, and the page number on it. And I thought, well, I know I discussed it then in, a, in the post that why is the image so small? And then when we got the book later, we were able to see that uh, Miller started off with larger pages and then the pages got smaller as the Sin City story progressed. And of course, the book is presenting all art at its full size. So the book is larger, and then it gets to a smaller page, and then you have more borders and more empty space. But, I mean, that's the way it goes. But why aren't publishers taking, uh, doing a video? Oh, you know, Fantagraphics does a good job where they, they open the book, they open the book up, they show the book, and then they, f they flip. It's about a minute video, and they turn the book every five or six pages, and you get an, a feel for the book. These aren't... Five ten dollar purchases. These are one hundred to two hundred dollar purchases, and most comic shops aren't carrying them as stock because they just sit there. So then it's an advance order, and now you've got to commit that dollar. And then what do you want to order? You so in that point, if you can't see the book, if you don't know how many pages are full of original, if you don't know what is going to be the full contents, then how do you order that, right? You see it, you see a title, you see an artist, you see maybe a book. You think back, oh yeah, oh, I remember those stories. Uh, sure, I'll order that because I love Frank Miller or I love Amanda Connor, whoever the artist is. But how do you get that full feel? How do you be confident in that advance order when you don't really know what you're looking at? Now, I realize the advance, the solicitations are pretty much in that four-month period in advance, and most likely the publisher has not received their uh, printer's proof copy or their right their test run from the printer. But when they do, put them online. Give us a preview. Um, I know Diamond and uh, IDW list previews uh, if they have them. But generally, they only put those up the week of the book's release. Well, that may work for $4 comic or $3 comic, but these are expensive books. Give us advanced looks. Let us know what the book is going to contain. Give us the full details. Let us know how many pages aren't from original art. Give the consumer as much information as they can so they can make an informed choice. I find it hard to believe that any consumer with more information would order less books. It's not, a, at this point, it's not a stab in the dark. It's something that you want, and if you can see it in advance, you can order it. But then the flip side is, again, I mean, how many sides can I give to this argument? But 
it's the uh, the market. Do these publishers actually want the books pre-ordered? Or do they want to get it out? Do they want to make it available through Diamond? And then they want uh, people to buy it. Maybe they, they're looking at evergreen products. Maybe they, they're printing up enough to keep them in stock for several years. Unfortunately, no publisher releases their print runs for these books. I don't know why. No publisher releases their sales information. I don't know why. Is it a secret? Is it painfully... You know, to a publisher, will it hurt them in the long run to let people know how many copies of a book they're printed? I don't understand the secrecy. It makes no sense. It's printed. You're done. Shouldn't you be proud? Either it's a big print run and you say, wow, look at how wonderful this book is that uh, the orders made us print so many. Or look at how exclusive this book is by the smaller number of printings. I, I, don't, I don't see a downside to giving print run information. Or sales. Is it, uh, maybe if you give the print information and then you give sales information, you can see that they printed 1,000 and only sold 300 and they're stuck with 700. I mean, who does that harm? I don't understand these publishers and the mentality. It must be coming from some other field because it doesn't make sense here. Anyway, that's my rant for the show, top of the show. Uh, how else is the AE market looking? With the slowdown, I'm, I'm actually glad of the slowdown. Let's take a breather. Let's get some of these books that have been advanced solicited into the, mar- into the channel, into people's hands. Let's not have a, a backlog, a glut, where two, three months go by and suddenly there's four of these artist edition format books that are waiting for you at the comic shop or coming through you from Amazon. You know, if if... You're laying out your dollars. If you're saying, yes, I want to advance order that, but there's one every month or there's one every two months or there's one every quarter, then the impact on your wallet isn't as bad. When these books stack up and build up and then all released at once, one after another, it's just painful, the pocketbook. And the other thing, I was interested. it's interesting to see that... Uh, I'm recording this uh, on January 5th for release January 6th. I don't like to do anything too far in advance in case something happens. And I've got a fairly uh, accurate schedule where this podcast comes out the first week of every month. But the book that hit uh, the stands yesterday, so January 4th, was the Chris Somney, Samney, I really need to get uh, clarification on how he pronounces his name, Daredevil Artist Edition. That's the new slipcase with his book of uh, Unlettered Art and then the uh, accompanying book of the scripts and pencil breakdowns that he did on the script pages. <coughs> Excuse me. This has been heavily uh, pushed by Sony himself uh, through his Twitter feed. And it looks like that's getting some buzz from Scott Dunbeer as well. And I, I don't think I've seen any buzz from IDW proper. But here's a material that's fairly modern from a a younger artist, I'd say, or someone who's savvy, uh, social media savvy, and he's pushing the the book. Uh, This isn't something that we've seen from any of the other artists, or I believe probably because they're older artists. Uh, It's material we seem to have been focusing on material from the 70s, 80s, uh, 40s, 50s with the spirit and uh, EC stuff 
but now here's a modern and a modern artist and here he's promoting his book which lends uh, some thought to what is he receiving from IDW in way of compensation and I make, I've often wondered that about when I see these books because I ran into Charlie who posts on Combo Daily about uh, sales and uh, his uh, side hobby of selling comics and buying comics and again the topic came up how, these are expensive books but how you know how much do they cost to produce what is the what is the cost in putting them together and you know is it does that affect how often they're being published or what materials being published and that's what we discussed here's a here's a book that uh, as far as I can tell the company's not paying you know they're not paying for content they're not commissioning an artist to create this art a writer to write and then to put it in a book package it and sell it uh, the pages have already been done and cost then seems to be uh, from the publisher to get the pages scanned and then to bind the pages in a book and then obviously to s distribute the book. There's, there must be some recompense or compensation because, again, Chris Omni uh, posted some pictures and from what I could tell, it looked like 25 of these uh, books showed up at his house from IDW. Now, I'm guessing, uh, you know, 125 of a book, so he's got, he was given 25 as comp copies. So is that his uh, compensation for providing the material? I know when he, he had mentioned in a, uh, in a podcast that his wife had done all the scanning and then the resolution wasn't high enough and she scanned it all again. So Somni I mean, did all the scans, well, well, his wife did, and then provided them to IDW. So IDW then had to pay a designer, had to pay an editor, had to pay printing costs, had to pay distribution costs. And then I don't know whatever their deal is with Marvel. Uh, how much are they, do they have to pay for that license? And do the artists then get royalties on the book? Because, I mean, here's, a, here's something where it's their material. Let's hope that that's the way it works, that they do get some. Um, and it's interesting that somebody's been such a promoter of the book. I mean, uh, he, he mentioned in the interview how flattered he was that he was that this was coming out, and I, I assume it's uh, for any of the artists to, to get that recognition is is exciting. But in the end, um, it's something that uh, hopefully uh, they are compensated for. All right, I think I've rambled on enough about that. Again, we're going to have to skip solicitations because there weren't any, so we can go to our sales numbers and. This is a topic I, want, I wonder how long I'm going to continue for because the uh, solicitation number, uh, sales numbers came out from uh, Diamond and then they're uh, with, with uh, percentages of, and then uh, ICV2 gives actual sales numbers of the top 300. And uh, the one artist edition format book that was published in November and sh would show in the December sales numbers was Usagi Jimbo, the artist and other stories gallery edition. Now this showed no number and we've talked about this before. Uh, Dark Horse solicits or uh, distributes um, to comic shops but also to Amazon and other online retailers and when you add those online retailers such as Amazon to the mix 
who don't in include their sales numbers uh, to Diamond because it's a different distribution channel, then we see that these books don't get listed on the sales chart. And again, uh, please, publishers, provide us your sales numbers. It, don't make it secretive. Let us know the print runs. Let us know the sales numbers. Let us in, the, in this small group of followers of the RS edition format know just how successful these books are, or maybe just how unsuccessful these books are. Just share the information. So I do my monthly post about that of sales number, and this is again, I don't know, it's, it seems month by month that there, I'm just, these books aren't making the charts, and I wonder how long I should continue this on for. But for the foreseeable future, I'll keep it going at least another quarter. And that moves us to out-of-print sales. Now, let's see, uh, previously we were talking about the Arts Editions and maybe being an evergreen product. And in reality, there's very few of them, of the, uh, of the 70 that have been printed so far, I, uh, I had a, or was it 69? <coughs> Excuse me. I had a chance to organize the, uh, my closet for the Arts Editions, and uh, uh, I keep the books in the cardboard case, and I, d I, d I don't have room in my, uh, I have a home office slash library. Well, it's mostly library with a very small desk to make it the office, so I guess it's library slash office. But I used the closet in that room for the to store the artist editions, and it started off with just a top shelf, and then I added a middle shelf, and uh, then I was using the floor, and now I pulled the shelves out, and I replaced the uh, replaced it with uh, two by sixes. So I found the shelves are bowing, and these books are heavy, and I thought, all right, I'm going to put uh, I'm going to put uh, two by sixes in there and get a serious go shelf going. I lined up all the books. I did them, uh, the heaviest ones are on the bottom on the floor, the larger books, and then I did the uh, the two shelves above that with all the other, one of the, sort of the standard 12 by 17 size books, which is the bulk of the R edition format books. And then I thought, well, I can't ever find these things. So then I got my, I got my labeler out and I uh, put a label on each spine. So now I can look at a glance, I can see that the book I'm looking for, I can pull it out and <laughs> deal with it. And just uh, looking at that, getting a, getting a full picture of the books uh, in the six years that the format's been available, like you know, that's really not that many books, considering the amount of publishers that are involved now. And then to the number that are out of print, and again, eh, the out of prints are, are almost exclusively the original books. <coughs> Excuse me, them can't seem to shake this cough. Always the. Uh, list uh, includes Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition, which is absolutely the smallest in size of uh, inches uh, book available. Um, it was on a, it was on our clearance run in December. I saw uh, it listed after Black Friday, a bunch of places, and it got, there were three sales on eBay, and uh, they averaged $40.95. So it's a great book. It's reviewed on the, you can find the review on the index, but uh, it's really bottomed out on that price, which in the opposite, we see the highest price in a while for the Dave Stevens, the Rock to Artist Edition first print, it went for 200 and a second print went for 170 These are on the higher end when we compare month by month. Uh, Dave Mazzatelli's Daredevil Born Again Artist Edition, uh, the one that I hear most people talk about, uh, had one sale, $163. And then John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, two sales averaging 133.78. 
I'm uh, I'm always surprised at the popularity of the Marvel covers artist edition, and uh, there is a second print available, but the first print, uh, three sold on an average of 103.15, and then Mike Mignola's Hellboy and Hell and other stories artist edition, one sale 170.23. That just wow, that really surprises me because that uh, hundred dollar initial sales price, but you can't fault Mike Mignola's popularity, especially with Hellboy. It's a nice looking book. Then we get to the older, again, the older ones. Wally Woods, EC Stories Artist Edition, which was the second artist edition to be published. Uh, I'm sorry. Is it the second or third? Third. Uh, 192 for a first print and 260 for a second print. Those sales numbers are older in numbers. Uh, not much activity there. But it's always surprising to see that second print over the higher price. And then Simonson's Thor Artist Edition, one sale, $89.95. Wrapping it up, we've got uh, Sergio Aragona's Grew the Wanderer Artist Edition, which I uh, I got my copy recently. Uh, it's one of the older books. I think it's the fifth Artist Edition. Ah, don't quote me on that number. You'd have to look it up in the index to see yourself, which I guess I could do. I just have it open. But uh, let's have a look. I had... Uh, uh, one, two, three. Oh, so yeah, so. Oh, Romita's Amazing Spider-Man was third, and Wally Wood's stories was fourth. Mazzucelli's Daredevil was fifth. Aragona's Grew the Wanderer was sixth. So in that order, one, two, three, four, five, six. That's what we see the books are out of print. Interesting. Yeah, one, two Grews averaging $92.48. I, uh, I was not an active buyer of every artist edition. That didn't happen until 2016. I had, uh, I you know, picked up most of them as they were coming out. Um, I'm a fan of the format. I love original art. And as the, uh, as the market increased for original art this year, uh, it, it, it got to the point where uh, it's just prohibitive for an average person of average to low means to be able to pick up original art anymore. I was a big collector. Uh, my collection got to about 400 pieces, and then in 2015 I sold the bulk of it. I think I got about 30, 35 pieces left. And that's when I decided, you know, I'm going to uh, I'm going to get more of these artist editions because it's I can get it I can get for the price of half a page of original art, I can get a book filled with original art. And I don't feel like I need to own it. I, uh, the original art, that is. So it was at that point, actually, that uh, I had been agonizing over, should I get John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition Volume 2? Because I had got Volume 1, and I had actually got the signed and uh, remarked edition that has the Spider-Man uh, sketch in it, and signed by Stan Lee and John Romita. And I was really hesitant to get that volume too because I'm not a huge Romita fan I, I know Spider-Man fans are crazy for the uh, Romita art from that period of Spider-Man but it just never really appealed to me and then I hummed and hawed and I looked and I waited and my local comic shop had a copy and I you know, I eventually said to myself yes I'm going to pick it up and I went in and they, it was it was gone from the, they had sold it and then I, th- then I waited again and I thought should I get this book should I keep going and that's eventually, um, there was a sale and I ordered uh, the ones that I had been missing. 
and that was the Spider-Man Volume 2 and the uh, Bone. But still, I didn't get uh, Gru the Wanderer. I just held off on that. I'm not a big fan of Sergio Aragona's art style. Uh, he's funny. He's got a great wit to his writing, but the art just puts me off. But as the uh, 2016 was wrapping up, and I thought, you know what? I'm only missing one book, this Gru book. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna finish off the collection and make sure I will have a review of every artist edition on the website. So I went ahead, picked that up. I actually got a used copy from somebody, which was good. Happy to uh, save a few dollars and uh, look for that review next month. Actually, no, it'll probably be this month. I was looking at my list of what's still left to review. There's not much. I think there's four books left. And that uh, Gru is the is one of them. Gru, uh, the Dave Stevens Rocketeer, I never reviewed, and a few others. Yeah, the, it's it's getting to be quite a small list. Let's move, uh, let's move on to letters. Uh, I see my time is rapidly inching away as I ramble on. Got one letter this month. It says, "Dear Scott, since you solicited input about the index in your January 2017 previews and the current state of the AE market post, I thought I'd send a few thoughts." I was wondering if you'd ever fold in information about the AE portfolios or artisan editions now that they're the Rocketeer and TMNT editions have been announced. Based on having had to explain all the editions to friends, artist, art gallery, curator, studio versus artifact versus artisan versus portfolio, I was wondering if a features comparison chart as a preface would help the uninitiated. It could be that it'd take up too much space, which I totally understand. Thank you. Regards, Omar. Omar, thanks for the letter. I appreciate it. Gives me something to talk about. And uh, that's, uh, you've made a good point. I add information to the AE index as I feel it's needed, but uh, I'm going to be putting up a post on Monday detailing the differences between all the editions available because it's funny that uh, uh, IDW has latched onto that AE and they just keep using it for everything. Artist edition, artifact edition, artisan edition. And what is the difference? How do you differentiate? I'll be discussing that in a, in a post on Monday. And uh, that's going to be, I'm going to link off the index onto that so people can see how these things stack up, how they compare. I know Charlie had made a comment on a, a post uh, on Comic Book Daily about all the various editions and what defines what's different about them. And uh, I think that's that's definitely something that's needed and something that can be pointed to. So I'll be addressing that. Um, I will never be including portfolios in the index. I know these artist edition portfolios from IDW come out and they show the original pages, but portfolios have a long and happy history with comic fans. And I have a big stack of portfolios at home and I don't want to start including portfolios. The A index is for books of a certain type and that is books that reprint the original art. Uh, even the, as of now, the A index is just listing books that have the art uh, scanned at full size and printed to full size. Um, I do review books that uh, have original art in them but are not a full size, and they are in the AE reviews uh, category on the website, but I don't include them in the index. Uh, some examples is Fantagraphic Shattuck. Uh, I reviewed that. That's... Uh, and I also just recently reviewed Jack Kirby, Pencils and Inks Artisan Edition for the website. But I didn't want to put them in 
to the overall index because I don't, I don't feel they belong there. Uh, that may change as more books come out. <coughs> Excuse me. I was thinking of what books in that artisan size uh, are available and, that, and why am I not including them? I don't know. Uh, really, there's the uh, Simon and Kirby Studio book, which is outstanding in recent years. Um, there was the Shattuck book. Uh, there is the uh, Rocketeer uh, Artisan Edition has been solicited. The Wally Wood Artisan Edition has already been out. And now we got this Jack Kirby Pencils and Inks Artisan Edition. But even there, there's the, uh, there's the Artisan Edition format muddied already because we have seen the Wally Wood Artist Edition, Artisan Edition, excuse me, which is uh, a smaller size. The, uh, it takes all the content of the Artist Edition, shrinks it down quite small compared to the original art. I think it's, uh, I don't know what size book it is. I think it's 10 by 12 or around there. But uh, it's a soft cover. It's got, it's, I mean, it's a thick cover stock. Uh, it reminds me of if, you've, uh, if you're picking up any of the Euro Comics line from IDW uh, imprint, uh, the Euro Comics imprint. That's that same thick uh, cover stock. So it's, it's good, and the paper quality is quite nice. But it's a, it's a smaller book. And then the Rocketeer and the TMN, and TMNT editions, are artisan, and artisan editions are the same. Soft covers uh, of that format. But then we have uh, this Jack Kirby Pencils and Inks artisan edition, which is a hardcover, which is presenting... Uh, scans of Kirby's photocopies of the pencils that he took along with scans of Mike Royer's inks on so we have pencils on the left side inks on the right side and that is a completely different beast compared to these other books and it, it's hardcover but yet it's clearly labeled on the cover artisan edition so then we and now the TMNT artisan edition that was just recently solicited in these new previews is a book of material that has not appeared in artist edition format, i.e. full size or the scans of the original art. This is a artist edition with material coming to us unlike the Rocketeer and the Wally Wood book and more in the vein of the Jack Kirby Pencils and Inks where it's not something we've seen in artist edition format. But... I really wonder what's going to be included in that book because it says it's a scan of the first issue plus art. Well, I don't remember how big the first issue of the TMNT was, but I, I mean, 30 pages, 48 pages, it couldn't have been that big. And now we're looking at a full book of it. Uh, I guess it will have to be something that I thumb at the store. I was not a fan of TMNT when it came out. I, maybe I was just past that point in my collecting. So I've been on the fence about picking that up, but maybe I will, just to keep it rolling. Um, lastly, for our uh, formatting follow here, uh, we, we sum it up with reviews, and that's uh, three reviews in December were posted on the A Index. I reviewed Frank Thorne's Red Sonia Art Edition, Volume 3, John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, Volume 2, and Jack Curry Pencils and Inks Artisan Edition. Briefly, um, please go to the website and check those out. The uh, I had a lot to say on them, so please check out the reviews. And that about wraps it up for this month. I uh, did a lot of rambling and some coughing. I apologize for that. It seems like I have a cold every time I record this. 
but uh, that's just the way it is. And I'm not. Uh, I'm still working on the podcast, uh, recording and editing. Um, I do try and edit out the costs if I can catch them. But uh, I try and do this podcast as a stream of consciousness and uh, wrap it and, and put it in one package. Um, please keep coming to the Artist Edition Index. That can be located at comicbookdaily.com slash index or at aeindex.org. As well, I encourage all of you to please come to the AE Index and cast your vote in the 2016 Scott Dunbeer Awards. This is an award named for Scott Dunbeer, the creator of this format in 2010 with the Rocketeers we've discussed. And uh, forum member, the Marvel Masterworks Forum member Jeremy Brood uh, started an awards in 2015 for these books. He had uh, he encompassed everything up to that point and taking uh, off from his questions. I did create a, uh, an award, and I thought I'd do it annually, and I wanted to wait until the new year. I didn't want, uh, I wanted to make sure everything that could be published was published, because until, uh, until December 28th, uh, there, that Alex Toast Bravo for Adventure Artist Edition was solicited, so I didn't want to do anything until I knew the new year was over. And the, uh, the uh, awards... I didn't do too many questions. There's uh, best design, best reproduction and scanning quality, favorite material, best overall, best publisher, and most disappointing. <laughs> it's an Anthony Falcone, previous writer of on Comic Daily, uh, said, you know, most awards don't include a most disappointing category. And he said that was uh, Trey Vanderplue. And that's just how my personality goes. Why not include something that uh, brings us, you know, a, a, round, a more rounded material answer from if somebody's disappointed with something I'm going to fully discuss the awards next month on next month's podcast but please uh, the awards uh, voting are open the entire month of January I'll be closing them January 31st so please come to the site and vote it does require a Google uh, sign in because I did the uh, I did the awards voting through um, Google Forms I took the uh, I took uh, what I thought would be the widest possible uh, option, which is Google. And by uh, doing it through Google Forms and asking people to use their Google login to sign in, I know that that vote is limited to one per login. I guess if you have multiple Google logins, you could vote multiple times. I think I have five different Google accounts. But I figured this is the best way to get honest answers. Uh, now, as I said at the top of the show, I mean, most people didn't buy all these, so... I know the votes are slightly skewed to books that people bought, but uh, hopefully through the reviews that are provided on Comic Daily in the AE Index, uh, people got a better idea of what these books contain. Uh, all 14 books uh, were reviewed by me on the site this year, and so you can get a full idea of what was out there. So please come and vote. Uh, thank you for joining us today. And please uh, remember to visit us weekly at uh, the AE Index. That's aeindex.org or comicbookdaily.com slash aeindex. Thank you.